welcome everyone to this week's episode of Holistic Conversations with Vicky and Bron. We really appreciate you joining us. This podcast is all about how you can learn to live well, be healthy, have gorgeous skin inside and out, and really thrive as you get older. By sharing our knowledge through real life experiences in our holistic beauty practices using natural therapies as well as high-tech science know-how, we will impart behind-the-scenes how-tos on how you get the most out of your day to live with vitality. Today, first one for 2022. So hi everyone, and it's kind of a bit of a strange date, isn't it? If you noticed, it's 22-2 of the 22. Yep. So we probably should have talked about numerology, not that I know much about it, but yeah, anyway. We're talking about sunblocks today. So um, it's kind of something that I would probably confess that I don't know. Well, I guess I know enough. As beauty therapists, um, what it, you know, we, we do. So what does SPF mean? Well, basically it um, means the sun protection factor. And if it's uh, SPF 15, then it basically will protect you from burning 15 times longer than you normally burn. So say if we're talking about your face and you normally burn in the sun 10 minutes, uh, 15 times 10, it will protect you for 150 minutes. So basically, um, SPF 30 is the highest it will go because there's not enough hours in the day. So anything higher really doesn't make much difference. It's just a marketing ploy. Um, there is a, so, can I jump in here, um, Bronwyn? Yeah. Sometimes it's confusing, I, I guess, from a consumer perspective because, you know what, you see all these things, SPF 50, SPF 75. Some of those are European because they're European market does their SPF differently from the Australasian market. So in Australasian market, we use the highest as 30, but uh, you basically double it for the European market. So anything that's like a 50 is like our 15. Does that make sense? Right, okay. Okay, no, I didn't know that. So good, thank you. So, yeah, so there's this big thing about should we go natural sunscreens or should we go for chemical sunscreens? So I guess um, we'll start with saying what what is a sunscreen? Um, if you don't wear a sunscreen, what happens to your skin? Well, it causes premature aging, uh, dark spots, um, uneven skin tone, and also the biggie skin cancer. So if I was to, definitely not, um, if you've ever known anyone that's had skin cancer, um, it's not good. And, um, yeah, so in Australian and New Zealand sons, they're the, Kind of the worst in the world so we've got to be very very careful and over apply them rather than under apply them yeah but get the natural aspect of audience but really what we want to look for in the in regards to sunscreen is the titanium oxide and the um titanium dioxide rather and the zinc oxide and they are basically the natural clays in your sunblock and um, for uh, physical burn, I was going to say physical block. So a chemical sunscreen will absorb the UV and UV rays, whereas the physical block will actually um, 
what's the word? Um, Stop it from penetrating your skin. Yeah. Exactly. Refract it. Um, like you've got your shield off, it's, um, it's batting it off or um, what's like the an word umbrella. going to come to me? Like an umbrella. Yeah. It just completely blocks it. Um, and so, so that's, that's to me is like, obviously a no-brainer you know i want to have clays on my skin i want to stop the rays from penetrating i don't want apart from you know the other aspects of something chemical i don't want to absorb the rays i would rather um you know uh, shield them off yeah i was basically talking about how um having chemicals in your sunscreen is not necessarily a bad thing because it will actually make extend the life of the um your protection in your skin. So where the clays have been washed off or whatever, you know, the chemicals will stop the the rays from um, burning. That's what burning. I'm, saying. I'm getting really distracted because of the screen coming up. <laughs> so hopefully today will sound okay. So, you know, um, but yeah, the main reason why um, I believe natural over synthetic is, a, is because of, you know, the, the irritation to the skin to the toxic, you know, build up on the on the planet. Um, if you can imagine just um, washing gallons and gallons of chemical sunscreen into the ocean, it's not it's not particularly good. Um, where again, a natural one is um, the minerals, which are kind of naturally come from from the earth anyway. Um, but you you can't, in my view, and I'm sure you'll back this up, is you can't really have a complete natural sunscreen. Mm. Um, it's kind of it is one or the other in a lot of ways, but usually you'll find they both have a bit of a bit of clays and a bit of chemicals. Have you found that? Yeah, I've found that I'm a bit like you. I think the natural versus natural as in a natural block, like with the zinc oxide and the titanium dioxide. So I think the natural block is the best because for exactly the same reason, you want it to um, block out the sun screen, <laughs> block out the sun from your skin without the damage. So you don't want those chemicals going in, um, but it has to have some element of chemically made or synthetically made to actually become sunscreen. So you've got to do the risk versus benefits kind of thing is it a risk for that product to go onto your skin um the risk is greater of sun damage especially in australia and new zealand so i think you've got to look at that and then just go for the one that works better for your you know it's not blocking your skin as in your skin can breathe it's not too thick it doesn't create pimples it's not greasy on the <laughs> the skin so it's got to have that feel good and functionality about it which some of the natural brands do not have i have to say so you have to play around with the natural yeah. brands yeah so that you get the texture that is right but still have the protection um yeah that's my yeah. take on I, it i should have pointed out that the, the um the ones that have the minerals in them are gonna because they actually protect the skin and they sit on the outside of the skin so they'll have they're the ones where you can imagine the old uh, zinc that cricketers used to put on their nose. Yeah. Um, the composition is much finer these days, so you can kind of get rid of that kind of white lock. Um, there's some really good ones around now, but in theory, that that's what it is. It's it's a clay that's going to sit on the outside of your skin, 
yeah. when you when you swim, you you kind of see that whiteness kind of appear a little bit more. Whereas some of the chemical ones kind of tend to be a lot more shinier, and you kind of rub them in, and then you don't necessarily see them anymore. Yeah. Um. So you know, some of them smell very toxic, but I like you like we were saying. You know, I'd rather have a bit of chemicals on the surface of my skin um, to protect me when I'm swimming and then wash it off later, if, if, um, you know. I think it's really good to point out too that with the physical one, what you're saying about having the chemicals on your face, it's better to have that as an option. Think about it like um, the, the molecular structure, like the bigness, the size of the molecules of the product are too big to go into the skin. So that because they're designed to sit on the skin, they're not creating as much harm internally as what we think they are. So, you know, we we quite often want to have good ingredients in our products because we know that some of those particles will go into our bloodstream. Whereas some blocks today, how they're made, are not designed to go into the skin. They're designed to stay on the skin. So they make them with bigger particles so they don't actually enter the skin so much. You get a bit of dragon, uh, but I think that just gives a bit of peace of mind to, um, you know, when you're using something. So just make sure you, with the zinc ones, you just need to keep rubbing them in uh, and then you know that it's got that clay base to it. Yeah, and I've, I've found um, a good one, a good face one, which is actually like got a tint to it. I put it on like a foundation, uh, yeah, and it's it's a nice a nice coverage that yeah. I, I don't normally wear. But this one's kind of like just gives you your skin a bit of a color. Yeah, and, which is um, always good. I put that on, you know, every day. So yeah, I know if I have a swim that I'm protected. With regards to water, I think it will stay on the skin longer, like that clay will stay on your skin even when you've had a swim. Yeah. And so, you know, whereas the ones completely wash off. And then you oh, have to reapply. Yeah. And then you get caught out. That Those are the times that you get caught out because you think you've got, oh, I've just put uh, sunblock on, when in actual fact you've just also gone for a swim or you've sweated or, you know, something like that. And then you get burnt and you go, oh, it doesn't work. It's actually, it's the trick of the application and how it stays on your skin. Yeah. And so you, you might want to play around and mix it with into, with your moisturizer to put on your face. Things like that can actually help. Um, I find that the, the ones that contain zinc seem to sit on my skin and not move, whereas some of the chemical ones, you've got to be careful because they can start moving up into your eyes. Yeah. And then you get the sting. So, yeah. You have to be really careful with Things. it's not really good for your eyes to get a whole bunch of chemicals like that in there no exactly but we can't be too paranoid as long as you're not burning is the number one so don't get oh my god it's chemical i'm not going to wear it um exactly so we're just kind of trying trying to point out how you can get natural ones that are really good yeah um oh so there were there is this hype kind of in the natural product ingredients that coconut oil and other plant oils can protect your skin i mean they have blocking aspects um but at at the the most it'd be like an spf7 so we wouldn't recommend that um i wouldn't call it a block it's 
kind of like a yeah, it helps, to, it helps to absorb a bit of the um, or block off, yeah, bit of a filter, I guess. Yeah, um, and on that kind of subject is just before I forget, is don't ever wear um, citrus essential oils and go sit in the sun because they're actually phototoxic and you end up with um, permanent um, brown spots on your skin. Yeah, and the same for like vitamin A. Most people know that nowadays. Don't use a vitamin A yeah. serum or yeah. booster in the morning because it makes your skin more photosensitive, meaning you'll get dark spots, pigmentation, and you just can't ever get rid of it. Or it's really hard to get rid of it. Yeah, so uh, any vitamin A's or any any kind of intense work like that, your beauty therapist should advise you you've got to make sure you wear a full-on sunscreen. Yeah. But I'd go one step further and just say avoid those kind of treatments in the summer. In summer, me too. Um, and, you know, because your skin is a lot more, it's kind of almost equivalent to peeling off all those protective layers of your skin that you've built up over time. It's kind of like peeling your skin back to the, you know, the fresh, raw, um, unprotected skin. So, you know. You're, you're really, creating damage. Build, yeah, and we build up our melanin on our skin for our protection, and there's, that's there's a reason for that. So yeah, yeah. be careful. So, yeah, um, what have you got to add to this, Vicky, since you've been away for half of it? <laughs> I know. I don't know how this recording is going to go, so we'll see how the quality is. Um, I think you've pretty much covered everything that I had quickly written down um on the main concerns with people trying to find something natural because they don't want toxic um ingredients in their skin it's like it doesn't go in um equally though don't go crazy on i'm just going to put anything on my skin so you want to still avoid in my opinion parabens and anything ending with bins and alcohol <laughs> because those things can eat into your skin so even though we're saying most um, sunblocks won't penetrate, if they, you know, look at the preserving agents. So the last couple of ingredients in the on the back of the um, tube, and then if they are ending in bin, b-e-n, then chances are, you know, they're toxic and they will go in. So those kind of chemicals will absorb, but if you're looking at yeah. just your blockers, then they won't. And I. You know, my nose will pick up something that's really toxic anyway. And I think most people have kind of lost that trust in themselves too, you know. Yeah. If anything smells toxic, you can guarantee it is, you know. So um, saying that doesn't mean because it doesn't smell toxic, it's not either because they're very good at masking a lot of them these days. But exactly. the reason why they use a lot of these toxins is because they can make the product go a lot further mm. and it's a lot deeper. So, yeah, be very careful. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, most people are just so onto it that even the buyers and chemists and, and especially beauty therapists will damn right, you know, demand to see what's in there some yeah. before they can sell them these days. And, and I think you're the same in Aussie that you've got the, um, what's it called, the consumer guide. Yeah, and we have those regulatory boards, the TGA, which yeah. is really strict. Yeah, so they they won't let, normally don't let anything dodgy come through anyway. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just all about having having um, that knowledge. And, yeah, I think too, know, it's important able. to note that um, a lot of, and I used to be like this, to be fair, <laughs> I used to only wear sunblock if I was going outside 
Uh, so like in my working day, I would think, oh, well, I don't go outside. I'm working indoors all the time. So therefore, I don't need to put sunblock on, even though it's summer. So that is wrong. Dirt. <laughs> Um, because it's all the incidental bits like you might go to the letterbox maybe not so much nowadays uh, you might go to the um, put clothes on the clothesline you might go outside to or you might go down to the cafe to get a coffee or something or you know you're going to work and from work so it's all those little trips that there's the buildup of UV damage and sun damage in a very quick space of time can accumulatively damage your skin in, in a dangerous way. So that's why you need to wear sunblock all the time. You got to think of um, Wonder Woman. Yeah. Starting off. <laughs> exactly. And, um, if she's not there, I mean, any any dodgy thing can, can absorb and you know, come and get you. So that's right. It'll be very and we can get our vitamin D from other ways. So like a lot of arguments, if you like, are that, oh, we need to get sun on our skin because it makes vitamin D, which is correct. But um, go get it on the rest of your body. <laughs> Don't get it on your face because, um, you know, who, who wants to have loads of lines? And really we can't, you know, the best place for vitamin D production from sunlight is actually on your stomach believe it or not so we're not going to go i don't know about you bronwyn but i don't go lying out with my stomach in the sun anymore <laughs> shock to the world so actually, after our holidays we'll be um having too many wines feel like a bit of a beach whale but <laughs> exactly so um just don't go there, take a vitamin D supplement. And being outside and outdoors is far more beneficial than lying in the sun, your top up. <laughs> um, and certainly don't want to get vitamin D from, you know, legs and arms and face being in the sun all the time. I mean, even wearing a, wearing a sunblock, we're going to get enough anyway, like you're saying. So um, obviously if we go into water, the absorption is a lot um, more for long, yeah. Getting the reflection of the water and, and the sky, so um, and the good old beach, yeah. And um, the sand. Yeah, do you have black sand beaches over there? Um, you know what? I don't even know. I have. There's none in Melbourne that I know of. So uh, black sand's not quite so much of an issue here, I believe. Um, maybe in other parts of Australia, but not like um, Pihar in New Zealand, where it's maybe just West Australia, but the old. Maybe. You know, because I know you, you've got so many good minerals over there, so I'm sure you must have them somewhere. Maybe. But uh, over here we've got this, like Vicky just said, we've just got, got these West Coast beaches and the sand is black. And you cannot even walk over them without burning your feet in the summer. And so just being on this, oh, th this summer has been so hot anyway, so just, I haven't even been, been to Piha or anywhere out there. But... um just walking on the sand you can just feel the reflection coming off it's like almost being in a in a coal pit, pit yeah that you know like the ambers that have been on fire and you're kind of next to them it's so hot so um, that's actually a really good point um that it's not just uv damage that we have to protect against that sunblock helps with but it's radiant heat so like you know when you're getting that black sand and it's buffering off the black sand we get that a lot here, and I know it's different. And the northern states get it way worse. But in Melbourne, if we have a hot summer, which we've had, 
and it's 30 plus, you get into the car and it's like an extra 10 degrees. So it's 40 degrees or you're walking and you can feel it come off the pavement. Like it literally feels yeah. like the, the tar is melting. Um, you're getting what's called radiant heat. So like as if you are standing in front of a heater. And so that damages your skin like the sun. Exactly, yeah. And and the same thing with, with the ocean and stuff. So um, glass, obviously, mirrors, that yep. kind of thing. Um, don't do your makeup outside in the sun. No. Um, all those little things, which which sounds so basic and res, sounds so obvious, but, you know, like as we were saying, they all kind of, um, kind of build up, don't they? Yeah. The other thing that builds up is like if you think about how much time you spend in front of a screen, even though that's not UV light, it's blue light, which is still damaging. So basically it's creating free radical damage on your skin. So it's it's damaging your skin. So if you think of so having a sunblock on, even if you're working indoors, especially if you've got fluorescent lights, but even in a regular home, um, you're getting blue light damage. So the sunblocks actually help to protect that as well. Yeah, exactly. And I'm finding, we've talked about this before, is eyes are a big thing um, with the blue light. And I've got um, reading glasses on now for the looking at the screen, and they've actually tinted. Yeah, I noticed that. So that's, yeah, so that's how much um, just even that's coming through. Yeah. And... Um, there's actually some some really cool uh, light blue light protecting um, supplement products coming through, isn't there? Yeah, there's a new product I know with um, Life Vantage called IC Bright, which is very I C as in the letter C Bright, and it protects from blue light damage. So it's actually working on the brain and the optic nerve and the retina and so it helps prevent a lot of conditions from damage so macular degeneration but it's working on um now it's the it's actually the broad spectrum of light that comes through our retina so we only see a certain um amount of light on that light spectrum but there's actually so much more that we can't physically see with the human eye like we can't identify it but we're actually still getting it in through our eyes and so over time that damages our eyes and makes us you know that's the normal old age of eyes kind of thing but also the thing is that it actually impacts our brain so they're now doing research to say mm, you know with all these cases with dementia and alzheimer's is it linked to what we're getting in through our eyes and what can we do to protect that so this is just one way and it's got a lot of presinidins zinc um oh, a whole lot of other really cool stuff in it so it actually makes a lot of sense because i know that's actually a genetic disease as well yeah um and if people remember, we've talked about before about uh, ProTandem is how it, we, we turn back on that switch. Yes. And so we can now reset our genes. So that, that is amazing. That's pretty cool. I, I can't wait to um, try this product, actually. Yeah. It's um, made, and it's really good for, like, if you think about teenagers and their, how much they're gaming in a dark bedroom and they're gaming on their computers and all that kind of stuff. So it, their eyes might be okay when they're 18, 19, 20, but what happens when they're 50? 
our age <laughs> you know so they might be completely blind who knows because it hasn't happened yet but I'm these are the I'm things worried about um our generation uh, you know generation of kids because their whole life is so you know we've come we've come into this technology probably kind of 30s up yeah whereas they've had their whole life even at school now they're all exposed to so many screens that's right um that if you kind of it'd be interesting to study actually the the girl next door she's well she's a, a lady now she's same age as my daughter i think well i think she's a year behind so she's probably 21 she's actually um becoming a um what are they called optometrist <laughs> and um so it'd be interesting to have a chat with them about yeah. um you know if if new generation eyes if they're actually different yes i guess you wouldn't you mightn't see till the children's children, eh? Like whether yeah. they have changed over time. That's right, and adapted. And is is that a good thing or is it not? Are they? Is it making its own protective, you know, things that help it survive, yeah. basically, which is what our body does? Or is it going through a damage process before it actually learns to adapt? Which is like maybe I don't know, four or five generations on. Exactly, and um, I remember my mum. Um, she had like these black spots in her eye and it was like known as, I don't know what the the, the medical term is, but it was like a, a freckle. Yeah. And so I think it was caused by sunlight. Mm. Mm. Uh, and I, I remember do, I was talking to the optometrist about it and they, you know, they checked out my eyes and, and um, my dad had um, glaucoma. Yeah, so I had to. That, that's genetic, so I have to make sure that you know. But no sign of that yet. But yeah, a little bit off subject, don't we? But we are. <laughs> I've got glaucoma in my genetic, uh, part, you know, thing. My mum's got glaucoma. So apart from medication, there is no cure. So hers is well managed. But for me, um, I'm like, what can I do for my eyes to make them? really healthy and one of the things is blue light so i do have blue light glasses as well so, so the getting back to sunglasses and blue blockers and and the pro tandem um supplement that's coming out all these are gonna protect our eyes yeah um, because we can't put some on our eyes i wonder if anyone's tried that one yeah hopefully yeah. not so i guess um yeah as as emphasized to make sure you wear uh, sunglasses out out there in the sun as well yeah and um or blue light blockers and if you're sitting sitting by a window you're going to get both so yeah you need to have i think most people usually these days wear some kind of glasses on their on their computer yeah um here's me looking at you vicky and you're not you don't have any on no, I know, because I'm only on here for an hour. Didn't you? Didn't you buy some? I, I have blue got light blockers. Yep, I've got them right here. Look, I'll put them on. Oh right, uh huh. So and then do you my... find screen wallet. Um, yeah, because I find, and I thought it was my eyesight, but it's not. It's just uh, we've talked about this before. I find staring at a screen more than an hour ties me out. Yeah, and I don't know whether that's because I'm really sensitive. 
but I think it's I think it's more that I I'm just aware. Yeah, I noticed it a lot. I bought these in 2020 when, of course, we were all locked down, and then I was on the computer a lot more, and I was noticing I had like fatigue for no reason. I started getting headaches, and I never got headaches before. Um, I wasn't sleeping well, which would have been the melanin, melat the melanin, <laughs> melatonin, um, yeah. you know, depleting because that's what blue light does. So there's a few things and I thought, why am I like this? This is like weird because I was still going outside and exercising and doing my routine. And then I figured it was, so I thought, well, I'll try these blue light glasses. I don't know if they're going to work, but it was about 10 days and earlier than two week period. And I was like, oh, my headaches have stopped and I'm not so tired and I started sleeping better. So it was kind of like it made a big difference. So I'm like, well, oh, really I'm a convert. Isn't it? that that um, those rays from the computer screen yep. have an effect not only on our eyes but on our brain? Exactly. So that's pretty scary. Yep. pretty scary, really. Because if you think so, about it, our eyes um, actually take what we see and it's the brain that converts it to then send us the message to what we are seeing. Yeah. We don't think yeah. about it like that. Anyway, that's way off topic, but... We do that. Yeah, well, I just, the topics, the topics, all about sunscreen and and eye protection. There you go. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So yeah, I think we've probably covered everything, haven't we? Yeah. Um, I mean, we could talk about some of the the chemical names of synthetics, but I don't think we need to. Um, if you're not sure, you know what? If you're not sure on ingredients, Google is pretty good for that nowadays. As in, just type in the name and it, it'll be a big, huge, long name. And I mean, some natural ingredients have a long name, but not like these methyl, oxy, phenol, par, you know, parabens, for example. So, I'm just making that up, but I'm pretty sure that's an ingredient. <laughs> yeah. And um, so just, just in short, before we wrap up, I guess the other thing, it, it, I feel it's the ingredients that you put on your skin afterwards. Like, you know, say if there was a... Um, what do they call them? Like a they they name them again. It's a marketing thing, but it's kind of like an after sun lotion, right? And and if you wanted to buy something like that, you know, then look for natural ingredients in that, like your aloe veras and your green teas and stuff. But yeah, it's kind of, um, I believe it's more more in the preventative. Um, but obviously, if you've you've been out in the sun, your your skin and body will need a lot more water, which you should be hydrating during the day anyway, and you should be moisturizing your your skin a lot more in the summer months yeah because it's going to get stripped of moisture so um pretty much your moisturizer that you put on before your sunblock um needs to be more natural and high quality the um other thing that we didn't just touch on is what if your sunblock is in your moisturizer so i have one product that's got a sunblock in the moisturizer so so that's a it is a natural product, but the sunblock is not 100% natural. So it does a split thing. So, you know, as the ingredients go down, the heavier particles stay on top because they can't molecularly go down. The, the weight and the size just won't penetrate. So that's how they get it, yeah, to separate. Not that it looks like it's separating. It does look a bit shinier. Um, so you can tell it's a sunblock but you need to make sure that your skin's hydrated. And you'll find out at the end of the day, if your skin's really dry or it feels dry, then it shouldn't be feeling dry. So you need to look at so 
that kind of product, I guess you'd have to give it a bit of a stir to make sure you've got all the ingredients evenly on your skin. And yeah. and just apply a, a moist another moisturizer beforehand. Um, I, which is yeah. probably probably a good note because probably a lot of uh, clients wouldn't realise that. So it'd be not good to point out. Yeah, I actually use a separate anti-aging serum. So I've kind of like got two parts to it. So I use an anti-aging serum with that range. And then I use the moisturizer, which has got the sunblock in it. So it's kind of like the deepest part of that moisturizing factor is this the anti-aging serum or the firming serum. So the moisturizer is only designed to go down so far. So, so talk to your beauty is- professional about how that works. So the serum isn't like an oil serum, is it? No, it's kind of a gel. It's hyaluronic based, obviously, with the peptide. So it's like a delivery of peptides and stuff to that lower basal layer. And then your moisturizer obviously goes down, but it's only going down as far as. So we should point out at this stage to tell clients or, or listeners to don't wear an oil based serum during the day in the summer. No, because that's actually yeah. going to attract, attract the sun as well. So, yeah. um, if you can think of what mum, mum or nana used to do, they used to put that good old baby oil on their skin and then lay out in the sun. <laughs> no, that's what you don't want to. Do it's like cooking. Actually, yeah, exactly. And like we were saying before, with the um, you know radiating the, the the heat and the the rays off the black sand or the pavement that's the kind of thing it's doing so yeah no 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 yeah okay, okay well for that and sorry people that the um sound was really poor at the beginning hopefully you heard that but uh, see you next week see you and there we go i hope you enjoyed this episode of holistic conversations with vicky and bron on all things living well being healthy and having gorgeous skin so you can thrive and live with vitality. Follow the podcast on this platform if you enjoyed the episode and want to hear more. You'll be notified when we upload new episodes. If you loved what you heard, share and follow us on our platforms and drop us a note on what you'd like to hear more of. Until next week.